Hey guys, welcome to Soul Cleanse. If you are craving something that you don't even know what you're feeling anymore, if you're craving a shift in your life, in your mind, in your body, this is where you're supposed to be. You were brought here for a reason. You were brought here to understand your patterns, to move through things, to shift things in your life, and to really learn the tools to bring you into your highest potential of who you are meant to be. Let's dive into all the uncomfortable conversations and the gifts that are going to bring you closer to you. Hello. Welcome, Soul Divers. I have a really um, an important episode, I think, today. We're going to touch on mental awareness. And this is my childhood best friend. We're going to touch on how we take care of ourselves, what mental, mental mental health means to us, what we've been through, you know, how we view things, sharing our journeys and you know, we've we've known each other for so many years. I mean, oh god, since since she was 9 and I was 10. So, I'm going to be 40, she's going to be 39. It's been quite of a journey to see each, each other to see each other completely through this journey. So I really wanted to bring her on and to share our stories, to know that that we're all wounded, <laughs> that we're all wounded and all trying to do our, our, our best out there in the world and to really just honor you for who you are and to keep keep taking care of you, that you are absolutely a priority And anyone that tells you any differently, I'm going to gently say this, let them, let them go aside. If someone ever, ever tries to put, say that you need to put them in front of you, we have to take care of ourselves first, first, and then we're able to show up for others. And that might hit in a selfish way, but putting others before us on how we're, when we're not doing well, you've just taken away you, that you, you don't matter, that everybody else matters. So let this, I hope this hits in a way that you feel that you can look at your story and to know that you're not alone and that you're so worthy of everything and more. And to know that perfect does not exist. And I mean that in the most loving way and true, true, honestly, like it, life is not this perfect mind blowing and experience. It is a journey and it is very hard and it is incredible. It is raw. It is evoking. It is traumatizing, but it's ours. It's ours. So really, really allowing this episode to, to have you reflect on yourself, on seeing you and seeing you and the fucking beautiful light that you are truly, 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 truly. And to know that you can always reach for more in yourself. You can always learn and love yourself on all different levels and to know that you're meant to be here. I value you you so much and I see you and wish you the absolute best for you the absolute best for you. 
So this got really inspired. If you guys have not seen the me you can't see, it's really, it's Oprah. Um, it came out on Apple TV, Oprah's, it's Oprah's series. There's five episodes. It is raw. It is real. And it is important and important. And for all of us to be seen for who, who we are and not to be sitting in this shame of we can't, we have to wear a mask, you know, it's already hard. Life is already hard enough. You don't need to wear a mask at all. That's it's take off the mask, be seen for who you are. And the people that genuinely love you will be there. And the ones that can't see you and you have to wear a mask. Oh gosh. I gently say this as it's time. It's time for you to just let yourself be you. Allow yourself to be free. And the people that can see you will, and they'll love you for who you are. Mel, thank you so much for coming on. I love you so much. I'm, I love that you came on. And I know that this is, you know, a, a different platform for you. And I just, I just want you to know I value you so much and I love you with all of my heart. And I, I'm very proud of you. I'm proud of, not just because you came on proud of you in general, because it's, it's been incredible to see the, the evolving in you too. So, so divers, um, thank you for being here. Always. Let's dive into Mel and I. Hello, hello. Welcome. God, hey. Weird. It says some weird thing on my thing. Um, welcome, 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 welcome. I have a, a special episode for you guys today. Um, we're going to talk about mental health awareness. As I think that should be, I know it's the mental health awareness month, but honestly, it's it is. every fucking day. Mm -hmm. Like, this is how we live. Mel is back on. We're going to dive right. into. <laughs> no, I don't, that wasn't even my voice. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I love you so much. You just show up as you. Like, there's yeah. no, like. Well, I figured, I mean, really think about it. What really matters in this world? Not a whole lot. We're just meat suits floating around the sky where electrical impulses stuffed inside a meat suit that's what we all are nothing matters we're we're just as useful as crocodiles we just did more with ourselves so reality what what do we have to worry about nothing oh my god wow so i mean this is how you're starting takes, that was fucking is, brilliant that's just who i am i, I just know. feel like we shouldn't we should not be so concerned with everything all the time because honestly, just go That's look true. at a mountain. Does a mountain care? No, it just exists. It's true. Same with everything else. It, well, mountain's not alive, but you could do that with a tree or a river or a fucking fish. I'd be mean, like, they're, they don't care what the bear's doing until the bear eats them, you know? So don't yeah. care. Don't worry about it. It's true. Mm. Um, I wanted to bring you on because I want to talk about both of our uh, mental things that we have, like that's definitely affected our life and what we've been through and all these different things. Um, what got me the most inspired to bring you on? I wanted to do it in general, but to talk about this is when I saw um, You Can't See Me, Oprah's series. Mm -hmm. It was, I don't think you've watched it yet, have you? I have, no, it's not really. I, you know, I just, it's not, it, it looks great. It probably is great. Um, I have to be in the mood for something like that. And I'm just not in the mood for it very often. Mm -hmm. I understand that. 
I understand that completely. Um, what is, um, what does mental health mean to you? Oh, uh, mental health to me. Well, I mean, just like your body, your brain is not the same as everybody else's, you know, you, you can't see it, but you know that you're nothing like anyone else, probably. And I feel like every single person has their own experience with what they feel like mental health is to them for that reason. Um, mental health for me really wasn't something that I thought about until probably my late 20s, early 30s, when I started to come to terms with who I was and why I was the way I was and what those things actually meant, because I never really thought about it. Um, I just existed the way I was. And that's cool too. Like it's, it's everybody's just whatever with themselves, you know, but I started to realize patterns and things that I did or I, I was. And um, so I started to put the pieces together and consider, I write, I did a lot of reading um, and I met people who had similar issues and so I've just learned a lot in the last 10 years about myself. And for me, that's what mental health is. It's knowing who you are, what your issues may be, or honestly, I don't know, I'm no neurodivergent, right? So like, I'm going to, I'm going to see things differently. I'm going to act with completely differently. I'm going to understand differently. Everything's going to be different than the atypical individual. So, and there's a lot of us. Um, so everybody's going to have a different reaction. I don't even know if normal is a thing because we're all different, like, I don't think so. So I don't know. I think everybody's just doing their own thing in their head. And as long as they're aware of their limitations, they're aware of their issues, they're aware of what makes them different, unique, fantastic, whatever, uh, that's mental health. Just, you know, it matters. And it matters that you concern yourself with your own. And it also matters that you take into consideration that everybody's going through something different than you. And I don't know, don't make assumptions. Don't make jokes don't you know what I mean like just be a cool person hmm. okay and I mean is that similar to what you've heard before what do you think I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mental health for for like me and engages just as, as taking care of ourselves as best as we can and to be kind to each other and like really to explore who we are and like what why we function the way we do and to not um, numb, mm -hmm. not to numb. I would say that mental health is really just acknowledging you as a person and understanding your patterns and taking as much care as yourself as much as you can mm -hmm. and get to keep learning and to be kind to each other. And to, I like how you said, not joking because I used to do that shit. It's like, I, mean, we all do it, I think it's yeah. because of the way our system as a, as a, it's the way our culture is in the United States and probably a lot of places where we mock what's not considered normal, but then you have to realize that you also have patterns and things that would make somebody mock you. Yeah. So literally nobody is without. The right. thing is, is just, are you a dick? Right, right. And and I was a dick, but unintentional. I, I mean, it's all unintentional. Sometimes it isn't, in which case you're just a dick, but like sometimes it's unintentional. In my case, I, it was just the way we all talk. Yeah. But now, now I'm, uh, you know, almost 40 and I have a spectrum of individuals in my life and I uh, catch myself when I'm saying shitty things. And over time, you just say less shitty things. So Agreed. it's, you know, it's been a journey and everybody's on their own, but you have to acknowledge that you're doing something that might be harmful to other people and change 
change those things. Yeah. How was your, um, this is a question, uh, your, no. par- your parents' patterns with mental health growing up. My mother's an undiagnosed, well, she, she's passed now, but she was an undiagnosed um, victim of mental health issues. I, I don't want to put a name on it because as much as I know about different disorders, um, the person that she was to me isn't necessarily the person she is and the person she was to other people isn't either the person she is. I, unfortunately, I have no idea who she was, not really. And in the moments where I saw her really, it was in traumatic moments. So honestly, I, I don't know, but I can tell you that she was in complete and total denial that anything was wrong with me, with her, with the situation, with our family unit, with the world. She lived in her own version of reality. So if there was a red flag, she had it. Uh, She built her house out of red flags, actually. She was so full of them. And my father is, uh, he's from Cuba. He's a Latin individual. Therefore, there are certain things that unfortunately Latinidad does to people. One of them is um, machismo. So you are a man first. You provide for your family, you provide for your kids. You do it all without complaints. You do not show emotion and that is how you live. And that's common in a lot of Latin dad hustles. And that was mine, unfortunately. And I did, I have seen him in emotional states on a couple of occasions and it's normal and real and you should feel those things, but they're trained not to like they're, they're, this is their society. And that's a pattern that needs to be broken. But unfortunately, much like the patriarchy and white supremacy, it just lives on. So, yeah, um, my house was not a house where we accepted our faults. Um, It is a place where you knew that there were definitive lines that you could cross emotionally and ones you you just didn't. Um, There was no I love you. There was no hugging. There was very limited of that. Now, did I feel like I was unloved? No, um, there it was just different. It was shown differently. Um, I I don't I don't have a lot of memories from when I was younger. Probably the trauma, but uh, what I do have, there's some nice ones and there's some terrible ones. I think that's pretty normal. But as for the original question about mental health, we did not examine that. In fact, I have an uncle who I would say was autistic. Um, I knew that from a young age. It was like denied hardcore. He was expected to continue to live up to all of the demands that a person who is neurotypical was supposed to handle everything. And of course that's not the case. So he had a lot of breakdowns. And when he got older, um, he became a withdrawn recluse. He was afraid to go outside. So you really must come face to face with Mm -hmm. the reality of situations, whether you like them or not. And I think mental health is one that gets pushed under the rug and shoved in a closet often. And I think now, generationally speaking, we've come to a point where people are coming to terms with it, are accepting of it, understand that you need time for yourself. You need, you can't just work 24 seven. You can't not show your emotions that these things have to change. And I think they are changing. It's just unfortunately generationally. So it's going to take a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautifully said. I mean, um, like my, my parents' patterns for mental health, my dad did not know how to like anything that was like a heavy emotion talking about. He did not want to anything that was heavy. He was just kind of like, okay, cool. Let's move on from that. So anytime I was like in feeling emotions and then my mom was 
you know, mom, I mean, she was an explosion of emotions and that's, I have the, definitely the mix of probably my own with that, but mom didn't love herself. She loved everybody and tried to show her stuff with everything else on like gifts. And then her mother controlled her whole entire being on who she was. So I didn't really know what I, what the fuck was happening. Like I just felt empty and depressed and was searching for love out of for everybody else. Oh yeah, else. no, I mean, that house was an escape for me, but by no means was it a typical family situation. I mean, your parents worked and they bought all kinds of shit for you guys, but there wasn't really time alone with you. They didn't like spend individual time with you. Like there's not so really. And they're right. There's like, I don't eat, there's a lot of you. And unfortunately, like their showing of love in a similar way to mine was sometimes in ways that weren't the way I wish they were. Yeah. And, but, and it's like having compassion for that's the best that they knew what they did. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. that's, that's what they knew. Like even your side too. It's like how people, as far as they've met themselves is how, as far as they're going to show up. Mm-hmm. And then it's entirely. Honestly, okay. every time I talked to my parents about something serious, it was like, I was meeting a different person. So it was very weird. And it didn't ever really happen to the point where we just didn't talk about literally anything Hmm. ever, ever, ever. So it was just kind of like you're in a house living together and then just in this nothing. It's like being roommates that you're forced to live together because of housing situation, but like you rarely spend time together. And when you do, it's usually in a negative capacity. Honestly, I don't remember a lot, but the stuff I remember primarily is either we're on vacation, having a good time, or we're at home having a terrible time. So honestly, we masked it with shit. And that's why I don't do that. Or at least I try not to. Yeah. I'll do nice shit for myself. I'll buy myself whatever I want. Like, I'm not trying to mask my feelings. That's not, they're not related. They're two completely different things. I do not mask anything with anything. Um, Maybe I have in the past, but honestly, every time I think about it, I feel like the knowledge of that even being a possibility takes away the possibility of doing it because now you're aware, so you can't be doing it. You know what I mean? Maybe Mm -hmm. not. It's, Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I ever did that. Like people, when I'm depressed, I don't mask it with food. Like I don't overeat when I'm depressed. I know some people do. Definitely. I was one of those. Right. And I don't do that with depression. I might do that with another emotion, but I don't do it with depression. I'm not the atypical version of these things, but they were, and they would buy me shit when I didn't want to deal with something or we would take a vacation when stuff got bad to like make Mm. up for the fact that it was terrible. Um, And then even moving to Florida originally was simply because they, they knew they were going to get a divorce and the only way to save their marriage was to change their entire situation or so they thought it didn't work it actually went much worse but the point is if you're not willing to figure your shit out you're never going to figure your shit out I, agree. I don't know how to say it any differently than that I agree I mean I, and I think, yeah, go everybody's going to do it a different way yeah and that's cool like, I'm not going to read a self-help book. That's not going to do dick for me. I need to experience it for myself. And I need to think about it and go out there and do it. Like, I'll just do nice shit for people. It makes me feel better, you know? But mm-hmm. I think so much, it's like having 27 tabs open in my head. And I guess that's ADHD. But it, like, I'm constantly thinking of all of this shit at the same time. There's nothing that I'm really going to get out of a book that I'm not already thinking about or have an experience. It's like, I get where that could be helpful, but when you've gone through 
certain amount of shit, I don't know. I feel like you're at another level of, I need to read a book. It's not about a book anymore. It's not going to help me. I don't know. And also if it's not directly related to your problem, like it's not tailored to you, I'm not going to ask directions from somebody who's never been somewhere. Right. Right. Like if you've never dealt with the shit I've dealt with or had similar experiences to me, how the hell are you going to help me? Unless you're a licensed medical professional who studies like neurology or something and knows what my brain's doing when I don't. But I, there's just, I'm, I've always been hesitant to do any of that shit because honestly, I, I find it obnoxious, but I find myself getting help in other ways. Yeah. You have your own way of taking care of yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You and I are so different from each other with that. Mm -hmm. That's what, but we also honor each other as fucking humans. Like you're you and I'm you and I don't. Yeah. I mean, however you help yourself, I support it as long as you're doing it, you know? Yeah. Same. Yeah. That's the important parts. Um, how would you say that it affected you? their patterns? <sighs> I just made the same patterns. I mean, not, not maybe not the same ones they did, but like in retrospect, once I got to 30, I, I looked past at my relationships and um, the way I treated myself. And it was just like, yeah, I could see that. Like the people that I dated would also have similarities to the issues that I had with my mom. Or like I would find somebody who would be considered broken and try to fix them or help them and make them a better person from the inside by doing these things that I do naturally. And I mean, yeah, okay, maybe that'll work sometimes, but is that ever going to fulfill me? No. Like, it's just going to fulfill them. And then they're going to be like, cool, thanks for that. And then they move on. And I'm just like, okay, well, that was, that was a cool couple years. Thanks for stopping in. Um, and then I just stopped doing it. I just stopped doing it altogether. Um, what made you stop? I focused on myself. Like I flailed around for like 10 years doing different things, making money, getting certified in various shit, just, you know, keeping busy like you do, because I didn't, I didn't go directly to college. Um, I took a break because my family and my mental health and everything was at a point where I, there was just no way for me to concentrate. I didn't understand it then. I understand it now. Um, so yeah, it had an effect on me and it took me probably a little bit longer than maybe the average person to come back around and get back on track with what I wanted to do with my life. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, that's, there's really no written directions. So I guess everybody kind of does it in their own time. And I'm glad I did it in mine because going back to school as an adult, like as an adult, like over 30, you have a different perspective. You have different priorities. And one of those priorities is yourself where you may have been focused on all these other things back when you were younger or not paying attention or not really caring about the future because it didn't seem relevant. Um, Those are all things you do as you get older, even not purposefully. So it was better for me to do it the way I did. And I made up for lost time, I guess. So I avoided the patterns by doing something completely different with my life than my family. I was the first one to go to college. Um, I don't know. I didn't have kids when I was 20. You know, I took a different path immediately, immediately different. And maybe that was because actually, I don't know why I just didn't want them, but I think where we believe that we have to take 
these milestones at a specific time in our lives, like go to college, get a degree, get a job, get married, have children, retire. Like, right. but, but why? Yeah. What's, who's that for? And does that truly, I mean, if that's what you really want, congratulations, you can attain it. I didn't really want that at all. Um, I've been single now for uh, almost a decade, really. I don't even know. And I guess that could bother me, but it doesn't. Most of that time was spent bettering myself and doing stuff that I wouldn't have been able to do if I was attached to a family unit. I'm in a unique position to go do whatever the hell I want because I'm not. Right. So I'm kind of taking advantage of that. And maybe that's why I don't look my age or maybe that's why people don't think I'm my age. But I don't think that's my problem. I think that's society's problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> why do you have these expectations of people and make them think about being a bride when they're five years old? Like, what the fuck? Right. right. That's bananas. It is. So it is. I'm really glad that wasn't my path because it made me realize all these other things. And honestly, growing up with you, I don't think that was your path either. That wasn't something we talked about. That wasn't a plan for either of us. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't remember us ever discussing, let's get like, let who we're going to marry and what we're like, that shit never happened. I don't know what we were doing, but it wasn't that. I know we were, <sighs> no. I mean, no. we would obviously talk about randomly hooking up with people like, oh, cause you're a teenager and that's what right. you think about, yes. but <laughs> like the, it was always like, how can we have a good time right now? It, it like, wasn't like, let's plan for the future. Honestly, I think at that point I could have realized that my future was never going to be the same as everyone else I knew. And I probably so did true. because everybody was always around like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to like get married. And honestly, I did want to get married, but that didn't come until down the I was, line. I don't think I thought about that in a positive way until I was about 27 years old. Do you think that that was because what was modeled at home? I, I can't say that it's not. There's absolutely no way to prove that it's not affected. Of course, it's affected. By right. That. Uh, and the thing is, like, everybody I knew, everybody that we were friends with, I can't think of one family that was, like, that one family. Pack. Like, your family was not divorced, but, like, I wouldn't say they were super happy. Like, they were just, you know, dealing with life. Yep. And I never really saw them together. They were always working or doing shit. So, like, I didn't have that model there. And your family was one of the few that wasn't divorced. And then I had my other friends whose families were like a mess because somebody was killed or somebody died or somebody uh, came out and left uh, or mm -hmm. there's just all these terrible things that happen and divorce was the least of the terrible things. So my family, I don't know, even when I was younger, I knew that my mom had an issue and this wasn't necessarily hers or anyone else's fault. I mean, when you're talking your mom from suicide at eight years old, you have to think something's wrong, right? So and that wasn't a one-time occurrence that occurred all the way through my 20s and okay can we touch on that for a second so eight years old I do not know this. I don't story. I might not even have been eight I might have been younger than eight it's hard to remember no it, I was younger than eight because we were in New York what happened like or what you can recall. I don't know my well she had if I were I hate doing this because I don't like to attribute anybody's mental health to anything but if I were going to say just so people might understand I would say she had rapid cycling bipolar disorder because my mother was a, she could be a different version of herself at any given time. And it could be triggered by literally anything or nothing. Like it didn't even matter. So she'd be hilarious and having a great time and shopping and eating and being a fantastic individual like Martha Stewart, 
And then with it, if nobody else was there, like if it was just us, my father would just be watching a football game and my mom would get pissed that he wasn't, I don't know what he was supposed to be doing. Nobody does. And she would just get mad and probably completely unrelated. And the next thing you know, she's throwing shit and like flipped out and saying horrible shit. And I mean, any person is going to react to that. So my father reacts to it because he's a normal person. And it's hard. And if you're not trained to understand what, um, like a, like a triggered event, if somebody is sick Mm -hmm. might look like you, you don't know what's happening. And you just know that my mother is now pissed off because he's watching a football game, but not just pissed off, like raging, hitting, angry. And so I hid in my closet a lot. And I don't, what was the question? <laughs> this is important. Um, when, when, when your mom was suicidal. Oh, right, right. We were talking about that. Anyway, so she would get to an extent, sometimes she would and sometimes she wouldn't get to an extent where sometimes her anger and her depression met and um, that can happen. And on those occasions, she would become violent towards herself and violent in general. And she would then become depressed and withdrawn and go to her room and lock the door. And on occasion, I would run after her because I thought all of a sudden shit changed. This can't be good. And so she would, she she had medication. I I was too young to know what that medication was, but she had it. I don't know what it was. And she would shake the bottle of pills in front of my face and tell me that she was going to end it because this, because of her environment, because of her life, because of shit that wasn't true. It was just, this was was her, this, that she was having whatever those are, whatever causes it. I don't know. But this was, I mean, I'd say it could happen every day for a, a while. It could happen every other day it could happen three times a week there's no knowing like when she would be like this or when she would flip out and unfortunately this caused other issues as it as it would like it was hard for her to hold down a job it was hard for her to drive and then she got diagnosed with ms and everything just went even worse so a lot of the times my father worked two or three jobs to make up for the fact that she kept getting fired so it was like these things would just extrapolate like you know he's not going to be better exhausted he's going to get into more arguments like that. And it just, it eventually came to a head and she kicked him out. Um, When I was, I think I was somewhere between 14 and 16. It's really hard to remember exactly because it happened a couple times, but I think the final time I was 16. And then by 17, I moved out because I, I just couldn't anymore. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, that's 17 years of straight mental abuse in one form or another. And again, not her fault. This is what happens. You have to be honest with your situation and you have to be honest with yourself because if not, you're harming everyone else. And that's where it's a problem. Right. And I, I think, and, and that generation too, you just, this is how I am. It's not, you really yeah. don't even, you don't no. realize what you're affecting as I'm you're sure raising the, a little human. Like, honestly, I'm sure the only medication that she was given was some sort of like benzo, di- benzo like a Xanax or something, because, you know, women and their hysterica, hysterical yeah. problems, like yep. for the longest time, women weren't even treated with literal problems. They were treated as such. They were hysterical. They were just given something and go on your business, go be a happy housewife. And I mean, at the end of the day, society causes all these problems. Right. And unless we change society, these problems are just going to continue. Unfortunately, there's only like a handful of people that feel that way at a given time. So nothing ever changes. 
And should those, but should those good people get to a point in government where they can make a change, then something happens and you know, they're like, oh shit, if I don't, I can make a million dollars and I'd rather have a million dollars because this world sucks anyway. And I feel like that happens a lot more often than it probably should. Yeah. What else you got? Shit. The thing is, like, I never went to formal therapy. I never went to uh, I psychotherapy. I never went to anything. I never did any of that. And I'm not against it by any means. It's just never, it never occurred to me. And then after it did occur to me, it never happened for one reason or another. Money, insurance or issues. Being a student, they offer therapy, but honestly, it's crap. Like, it's nice that they offer it, but it's not going to help me. I'm not crying because I don't want to go to a party or my boyfriend knocked me up. I'm crying because there's a lifeless void in my head. You know, it's a little different. There's so a quality I never, of therapists that they give you guys. There's, I don't know. Right, right. And a lot of times they're probably still in school, which is totally fine. But like there's, there's limited understanding if they've never seen or had experience. Like you only know what you know until you know something more. So. Yep. Yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts on doing the therapy now? I would do it. Um, I would do it with a little asterisk. I would do it if I thought that the person talking to me would actually be helpful. Um, I would definitely want to know what they plan on doing ahead of time to see if I thought it would be useful at all because some things I, I don't think would work for me or connect with me in any way. Um, I'm open to trying stuff, but I'm also open to telling them it's bullshit if it doesn't work. And uh, that's good. I mean, so like, yeah, but I don't want to pay $600 an hour for bullshit that didn't work. $600 an hour. You know what I mean? It's a lot. It can be a lot. It can be. For what I would, I would want an actual psychiatrist because I have actual conditions that need to be assessed and addressed and properly dealt with that aren't just depression and anxiety. And so psychiatrist that my family has seen has just given medications. Yeah. I'm not into it. it. I've lasted this long without any kind of Adderall. I'm good. Um, I've lasted this long without any kind of psycho mood, psychotherapeutic mood, destabilizing whatever's. I don't, I don't honestly know the things that I would require. I'm willing to understand them, but I'm not necessarily going to take them. So it's going to have to be something other than that. And yeah, it, it does. I mean, it's all about finding the right person. And I don't, sometimes I don't have the energy. Sometimes I don't have the time. It really just depends. And for a while I thought about doing the kind on the phone because the pandemic was happening. And I was like, well, maybe now's the time to get into that. But I was like, I don't want to talk to somebody on the phone. That's so stupid. But I mean, it's helpful for some people. Just I, for me, no, nah, it's not like, I don't connect with anybody on the phone. You need to be in phone. person. Yeah. Yeah. Like even this, I'm like, you're a blob on a screen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I know you're a real person. I know you, but at the same time, it's not, it doesn't feel like anything. This just feels like, you know, you just asking me some questions. I know. I did want to have you on my couch, but I was like, how are we going to do this setup? Right. Like, that would have been Look, much more The microphone already broke when I was sitting at your table. Mm-hmm. I don't, That's I don't, true. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh yeah. And I'm a big proponent for, um, medical marijuana usage. I think that there's a lot of stigma around the use of substances as therapy, but are you telling me that you'd prefer some dude in a lab mixing a bunch of chemicals together for you to take rather than just 
taking something that's already in the ground and using it that's already organic and compatible with your body. Right. I'm sorry, that's just the side I'm on. I've used mushrooms. I've tried, obviously I've been smoking weed for like 22 years. Um, and I mean, I, I defy the stigma. I have a 4.0 in PhD and I've had one the entire time I've been in college. Yeah, so, you're, you're one of the, I don't even, you're, you're, just, you're able to still function. It's part of your functioning. Well, the thing is, I'm not the kind, I'm not a stoner. And I know that there are some, and that's cool. You can be who you want, but I understand this substance and I utilize it in a way that works for me. Yeah. I, you know, like I know what to do, when to do it, how much to do, how much not to do when, you know, it, I know where the line is for me and I don't have an addictive personality, which I was blessed with. And I know weed isn't addictive. However, anything is addictive to an addictive personality. It doesn't have to, I'm like, it could be a food, you know, like it doesn't have to be an addictive substance. Mm -hmm. So it can be absolutely addictive in the, in the wrong, you know, in the wrong person. It's not for me. So I've gotten good at programming myself to understand how to use it as a medication. And some people don't do that. And it makes it hard for them because, you know, like they just want to do what they want to do. And sometimes that doesn't jive with uh, their lifestyle. Like as a student, it's hard for me to do that kind of stuff. So I have to do it in an appropriate way and treat it like the medication that it is. And that's what I do. <laughs> like, I don't know. So, I mean, like, I don't. <sighs> I think it's good. I mean, I, I, if I could do it, I don't, cause I used to take medication for, you know, ADD. Right. Yeah. And you and hate that it. Shit. You hate it. I mean, like I got everything done. I had the massive right. headache. I... And then I remember you saying, you're like, you're different. Like you're not. Yeah, you were. It was, I was like, I'm, I'm getting shit done. I'm doing well, all that's the thing. I don't think you were different bad. I mean, I've taken it because I wanted to know. Ugh. And I know what you're talking about. And for me, it wasn't that different than my personality. So it didn't feel like I was a different person, but it did give me a headache and it did make me feel weird. And I don't think I should take that every day. Like that seemed like a lot. Right. And if that's how people feel all the time, I don't like it. You know, like- you're right. You were a different person. I don't think that's the level that you are usually functioning at uh, physically, like doing no. things like that's not who you are. You're generally vibing down here. Like, it's just, <laughs> I'm like vibing. It's I, the anxiety. It depends. So sometimes I don't notice. It was really hard to come off of it. I was like, oh man, I'm oh, never going to get, get things done. Like I procrastinate on certain things. I'm like, oh my God, I was much smarter on that shit. Yeah. I mean, it's true. That, yeah, it definitely helps you to. But you have to do what's best for you. Like it was just yeah. something. Okay. And that's the thing. They say that this is normal, that your brain is supposed to feel. It says fucking who. True. True. Like, what is the baseline? What are we basing it off of? Because I I'm going to tell you right now, the baseline for most things is bullshit. The baseline for BMI wasn't even created for people's health. That was some bullshit. That's some racist garbage. Um, the baseline for iq test is also some racist garbage these things were created at a time where shit was not equal maybe shit isn't equal now but it's at least you know it feigns equality it's not like back then where you were openly telling people they were ignorant and euthanasia and shit like that like during the um eugenics time period which actually didn't even end until the mid 19th or 18th 20th century which is bananas but anyway i'm off topic sorry it's no that's good (laughs) um I mean, it I think is, that there's is. generational um, healing right 
now with people as they choose to more and more it start it's starting to become like a thing that's I'm, thank I'm god just thank god thank god and not, and i mean it's hard it's hard with you know any family there's going to be that but I, I mean, people who have had generational trauma that goes past the atypical, you know, like indigenous peoples and black people and like, that's just unfathomable for someone like me. When you were saying um, certain things that you have now, like with OCD and anxiety, mm-hmm. like with mm-hmm. the OCD, where, like what level are, are you at? I know that you're not so on the, on the Oprah series, you can't From- see me, there was one girl on there that really I mean no my it depends yes it it genuinely takes over a lot of people's lives I it affects me it's good I'm not in a relationship it affects me on a relationship level um I'm constantly I constantly obsess over how people um are reacting to something that I do in a relationship Mm. um not like yeah okay it I have what I assumed was just a normal amount of guilt, it turns out isn't a normal amount of guilt. It turns out my life is a constant rotation of what I'm feeling bad for. So, and then all of those things are obsessed. I obsess over them. Like I will not sleep because of something I said that I thought was stupid. Um, I have uh, I have more obsessions than I have uh, compulsions. I do not, um, like I don't have, well, I can, I can, trigger something to happen and then it becomes a thing but the older I've gotten and I have been on medication now I am on some medication for um for that so honestly it doesn't affect me as much as it used to but there's some days where it's so bad and I'm like good fucking god how did people do this every day because it does affect people every day yeah I mean I have a friend who has it and there's times they almost just killed themselves because they couldn't stop thinking about something and I can not relate to it on that level I mean I can, but for me, that was never the end result. Like, I'm never going to think that even at my worst, because I'll just do something and black out. Like, if it gets that bad, I'll take the, I'll take the option of being awake away, um, which helps. So yeah, I did a lot of drinking. I did a lot of, of um, trying to make it stop because I didn't know what it was. So there's a lot of masking that you do. How did you figure it out, Mel? Like, where did you start reading? And you're like, wait a minute. (laughs) No, I went to the doctor. It was like, (laughs) I went to the doctor because I, um, I had a Xanax prescription because I had a panic disorder where I would have panic attacks based on my CPTSD. I'm just full of shit. So my complex post-traumatic stress syndrome is probably the worst part of my everyday because, and sometimes you can't tell what one is and what another is. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, is this trauma or is this OCD? I don't know. Which door are we opening? So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just a nice mm-hmm. mix of stuff. So a lot of times um, things that I didn't realize was, was a trigger was a trigger. And I would have complete breakdowns. And the first time I had a panic attack, I thought there was something in my drugs. And then the second time I had a panic attack, I thought there was something in my drugs. And then a third time I had a panic attack, I realized I didn't take any drugs. And this was just me. So once I realized that it was me, I discussed this with my doctor. I never had a therapist, but I discussed it with my osteopathic doctor, who's like a whole body wellness doctor. So they've studied kind of everything. Wonderful. So I was talking to this person and she was like, this doesn't sound like anxiety. I don't want to give you what you usually take because I feel like this is a step further than you're used to. And I think it's something that you should think about. And she said, I think that you might suffer from OCD. And I was like, fuck me. Uh, 
the thing is that we're all taught that OCD is extreme handwashing or right. everything has to line up perfectly. That's not the case. I mean, some people it is, but it's always deeper than that. The person who's constantly washing their hands, it might not even be about that. It might be about something else that's causing them to wash their hands. So again, this is where the, the jokes and the mocking and the oh, OCD comes in. Don't say that. Don't say that because some people literally want to die because of it. And you're, you're wanting to keep your place clean. I'm looking at you, Khloe Kardashian. Um, doesn't mean you have OCD. It means you just like to have a clean apartment, which is a normal thing to want. So again, consider what you're saying before you say it. But in my case, it, it really is about thoughts and not about actions. Although a lot of times when I was younger, it would come in the, it would come in the form of actions. Like I couldn't open my eyes. I couldn't breathe. I had to hold my breath for a certain period of time. I had to wear a certain color. I had like certain things would be triggered by my thoughts, but it was always thought related. Mm. Mm. And now it's not as common or now I won't notice it's happening as much. And then on, I'll have a really bad day and I'll be laying in bed going, this is so not a fucking problem. Why is this? Oh, and then I'll realize what it is and I'll just be like, cool. And then I'll just get so high. I fall asleep. And that's what it is sometimes just trying to deal with it the best that you can. And I'm on 40 milligrams of Prozac. So like, it's not like I'm not dealing with it. It's just, sometimes it's stronger than I am and that's okay. You just have bad days. And it's okay to have those days. And it was in my thirties that I started to acknowledge all of these separate issues and how they made me me. Mm -hmm. So the last of which was the ADHD. That was the last friend to join the circus. Um, and Wonderful. once once that became clear, everything in my life made sense. Why I am the way I am made sense. And I felt at peace. And so these things suck. But honestly, sometimes just knowing about it helps so much. So much. So, I mean... I don't know. Yeah, I'm a mess, but like, I know it. And I think that's the I mean, biggest. We're all imperfect yeah. and wounded humans. So it's right. like, you know exactly what you have and you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. And, and medication is the answer for some people and it's not the answer for others. It's, it's really your body and your choice. But if what you're suffering from is harmful, is harmful to you or other people, please take that consideration and find something that works better for you because whatever you're doing isn't working. I mean, I remember two, it's almost two years now since when I am, I mean, I, you saw me try to commit suicide at 13. Oh my God. I didn't even bring that up. Yeah. <sighs> there was Fuck. a couple of times where I was, I was talking you down on the phone, let alone in person. And I mean, like at that point in my life, I feel like I had had to do that so many times for just my mom that it was like second nature, but like, that's fucked up. Yeah. And I'm so sorry that you didn't have a better assistance than my fucked up ass. Oh my God, um, well, you're fucking awesome. What are you talking Yeah, about? but like I was a child and had no idea how to deal with that or help you. And I didn't know did you. So like- and My parents were fucking awesome like and how they like showed up. And, but just there was, there was that lack of like love that I needed more presence and love yeah. to understand like yeah. so much. So 13, took a bunch of pills. I think I just wanted to be seen and loved. Yes. And sometimes I've, it isn't about dying. Sometimes it's just about, I have a problem. Look at me, please help. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, well, I need to turn this off. I'm going to, I'm going to mm -hmm. stop this. And then two years ago coming up, 
is happening on uh, July 10th is when I think I was texting you too. I was like, this is it. Like I'm done. Like, and then I wanted to work with uh, Tori, the therapist that I got with. And I was like, I don't know if I'll connect with her. I don't know if she'll see me, but I, I mean, you were great, but I was so dark. Like you can't, there's certain things you can't say. I was like, this I is mean, it. sometimes all yeah. you could do is support somebody. Like you can't necessarily fix or change the issue. No. Just there. And it's not, that's, that's too much for you to even like, that's yeah. I mean, I don't know what that, I'm not licensed to do that shit. I could make it worse. So mm-hmm. I didn't. That's it. And just, and then I remember you saying to me, maybe you should get, you know, have some meds as you work through that. And I was like, no, uh, yeah, but, I think, but see in that situation, I feel like well, one, I don't think in that situation, well, even you knew what was good for you because, because I think you had just got too far. It was that I've been on medication before and then it would always come into a suicidal thing. I was like, what is happening here? So oh like, yeah. Not, so, mm-hmm. Jesus. It was always it, like a, a thing with me. I'm always well, some like people trying. can't take it because medication actually makes them suicidal. There is a percentage of people that happens to, and it sucks. To- Cause what do you do? <laughs> so met her fucking changed and then network spinal is what I do which is that holistic energetic mm-hmm. work with chiropractor because I don't want to take meds mm-hmm. and that that's me like and, and I that's that's what thing that I've like taken back to come back to myself but like it's been a fucking it's I mean mm-hmm. I get emotional thinking about like July 10th and then my brother and Sherry yeah. are getting married on that day. So it's like, wow. How interesting that it's Fucking the same day. Full circle. That's Thank actually, God. I mean, I don't necessarily, I, is it co- it's coincidence, right? It's, Obviously, but coincidence. it's nice. Maybe it'll make you think differently about the day. I think a, so. In a weird healing way or not. I mean, it could be whatever you want it to be. Please. There's there's a picture like, okay, so you know, in, in Snapchat, this is so stupid. You don't know Snapchat, but <laughs> Like one social it, media thing I don't have. Well, much like every other social media thing, it sends you pictures of like a year ago or two years ago or three years ago or whatever. Last year on this day, and it'll show you whatever mm. you were doing. Well, Snapchat does that as well. And Snapchat sent me a photo. Like I like I said, grad school was rough for me. Um, it made me, I think the thing was I was coming to terms with a lot of these issues that I was discussing just now. Yeah. And they hadn't been fully realized. And grad school is not a place where you can really help yourself. It's just a place you have to survive. And so it broke me. And there's pictures that I get shown every year of this one day I was taking a bath and my, like it was up, the water was up to here. And like, I remember just thinking, I really don't care if I continue going down into this water and just don't come back up. And I genuinely have never thought that in my entire life. Never have I ever said that. And never have I ever believed myself to get to that point. I like, I didn't think I was capable of getting to that point. But honestly, it wasn't even that I was so sad. It wasn't that I was so angry. There was nothing. It felt like nothing. There was just nothing. And that's what it is for some people. It's just the endless void of nihilistic darkness because what is there in this world when you realize that there is nothing? There's nothing. So there's a lot to come back from that. And um, I think, you know, you're always coming back. I don't think you're ever like, I'm great. No, you're always like, you always remember that moment. You're like, that could always happen again. And it just. Yeah, it's it, a constant. I, there's a lot of fucking good things. And then there's moments where I'm like, well, am I hitting? I'm like, nope, I'm all right. It, it is. It, that's definitely a thing I have to hit. Cause I've like, a suicidal has been a pattern of my whole life. Yeah, it has. I'm like, well, it has. this sucks. I feel so deeply like with things. And then I get so lost into putting my worth 
into it. And that's where, where I lost it. And then once I actually, I was like, oh, I can't actually, you're not supposed to put your worth in other people's hands. You should that, never do that. Never, Everybody sucks. Never, <laughs> never, 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 no, never, never. You can't. And that honestly, that's so something- much fucking compassion when you guys do do that mm. because holy shit. No, you can't do it. I mean, I think something that I've always been very lucky to have is a very high level of self-worth. Even if I didn't like the way I looked, even if I didn't like something, I always knew who I was and what that meant and what I was for, which was just, I don't know, maybe not for, but like what I could be. I've never yeah. questioned, I've never questioned that. Even growing up hearing things like nobody's ever going to love you because you know my family was awesome. But I mean, first of all, that's ridiculous and not true. And second of all, I'm fucking great. I love that you feel the end. I fucking love you that you just said that. <laughs> I am. However, however are. there are distinct things that aren't. It's just, you know, who I am. However, well, I'm very lucky to feel that way. And I think that it saved me a lot in this life because if I had even a little less than the amount that I have, I probably would have felt the same way. Because honestly, without that, what do you have? That's really all you have. And if you don't have that, find it because you need it yeah yeah do something that makes you feel good about yourself it's not necessarily the same thing everybody else is doing either it's 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 very hard to find like Mm -hmm. you I remember when 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 I went through my breakup you're like it's gonna be good for you I was like no it's not I mean yeah nobody thinks it's I I, know but I didn't think mine were great uh I didn't think I was gonna be awesome I mean afterwards but I think that more often I realized that it was for the best every single time because I made humongous mistakes. <laughs> My God, so much from our shit. So much time wasted, but I mean, nothing's wasted. I don't have regrets. Regrets are- We learned so much from it. Yeah, I don't have regrets. I, I don't like them because I feel like the person that you become in the future is always going to think back on something and be like, that was dumb. Obviously, you know better now, but nothing that you did was done because of that it was done because you genuinely wanted to do that and that's okay like I don't regret my tattoos I think I wouldn't have gotten some of them now obviously oh my god but I don't regret them because I got them for a reason when I did yeah yeah I mean I would definitely get about three or four of them removed but I don't regret them (laughs) (laughs) I don't either like there's one that I have you know the triple x behind my ear I'm like oh my god when I was yeah that's hilarious porn star Hmm, let me just put that fucking shit behind my ear yeah why not now I was like so much shame I'm like (laughs) I have a butterfly behind my ear that somebody else drew and I don't even like butterflies (laughs) I really don't what the fuck (laughs) I remember when you got it I was like this is not you no it was dumb but all right that's a story now and it's not hideous I just don't particularly care about it at all I, I, when when someone asked me, they're like, "You have triple X behind your is that?" Yeah, I'm thirty straight, straight eight, straight edged, <laughs> and I was like, uh, "A complete opposite." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like the other version of, of that. <laughs> you know, I. Wow. It, God. Good times. I remember great. that. I don't know. I think all of these things that you all all the tattoos you got make me laugh. They're hilarious. I did cover up woo though. I know that's a bummer. That, I mean, not really. It was completely pointless and from a package of Japanese cookies. cookies. Japanese cookies. <laughs> he was cute. It was like this cute little black blobby thing and it had a smile and I don't know. He was, I liked him, but he was so small. He was only like this big. So yeah, 
but these things are great we all make terrible decisions and that's part of growing up so much from art oh my gosh oh god be gentle like you have to be gentle as you're like learning this life I mean I think people must love when you tell stories about your, you know, the other versions you've had of yourself. Oh, I had so much shame, Mel. I did not. I was like, they can't see me. Like I'm a ro- I'm, I'm a, being seen in this world. And I'm like, no, now that I've said it and they're like, oh, and I, it's I- a lot to be perceived. Okay. Some days, some days I don't want to get up out of bed and be perceived by any fucking person because it's a lot. Yeah. Their perception of you weighs a lot and it doesn't even matter. So it some days it's hard. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm glad that you finally were like, this is me, bitch. (laughs) I mean, it makes everything better, easier, and more fun. And honestly, so much better. Tell me that people don't love to hear stories. People tell me all the time, your stories are so fun. Oh my God. Stories are just my normal life stories, but I guess they're pretty fun. Like, are you serious? You did this? (laughs) (laughs) My dad is like, I can't hear about this, honey. This is too much. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably true. I wouldn't tell this to my dad. I tell my parents everything, which is great. I love them for that. They're like, mm-hmm. I think I have changed their thinking. I'm, I hope so. I hope so. Sure. They're a little conservative for my taste. They are, but also they're very open now. Now. Like, I think they're like, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. This is how it is. I mean, I think they're a lot more accepting uh, of yeah, the situation. I think mom is more, dad's kind of like, I love you and I accept you, but I. Let's just pretend this didn't happen. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like if a really feminine woman, he's like, there's no way that she's gay. I'm like, yeah, like women, we're all like, it doesn't matter. It there's doesn't no, matter. your preconceptions, just throw them in the garbage because they <laughs> exactly. literally mean nothing. But also, I mean, if you're stuck in that and that's how you view the world then that's it. Yeah, it's hard. It takes a long time. And sometimes you never realize it. Like my dad's 77 and I had to explain to him what institutional racism was. And like he genuinely did not understand and now does. And that was a good moment. Um, It's great to have these conversations with them. Sometimes you just need to bring it up. They don't, you know, like they're not going to know on their own. That's true. So yeah, it's sometimes it's just about having a conversation. I have to ask you because I have like some other questions here what else yeah I took a segue sorry Uh, I loved it I think it was great (laughs) (laughs) it's what we do though it's not like I'm gonna be like this question to this question to this question I right (laughs) and also I don't know how long you want to go for because like people are gonna get tired of hearing me talk about my shit this is where I I want to slap you well I mean come on it's a lot no 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 Mm -mm. nope not like slap you slap you oh but like you know there's short people have shorter attention spans yeah social media and then it's all right it's all All good we take breaks we come back how how do you um like what does a day like look like for you now of like taking care of yourself i know it's kind of a cheesy question but it depends on the day honestly i mean i i love the sun Mm. you know i love being Mm -hmm. outside let me let me preface this with I don't love running outside. I don't love kayaking. I don't like, I might, I don't know. I just love being there. Like it doesn't even have to be an activity of any kind. So typically just, just being outside makes me happy. Um, as an archeologist to me, like, you know, you're outside it's 120 fucking degrees and you want to die. You want to dig a hole and jump in it. Um, like it's just, it's a lot, but some, but you get used to just being outside. I just like being outside. So I'll go to the beach, like, or the springs or some kind of outside environment at least once a week because otherwise I just feel like I do the same thing every day 
So something that I started doing in my PhD studies was um, having a day off, like literally doing it, whether or not it came easy or I had to force it, it didn't matter, I needed to have it. So I would make sure that I did my work, uh, I would take Saturdays off. And I, even if I didn't do my work, honestly, I didn't care, I was taking Saturdays off because I have given so much time, so much energy, so much money to school. And yeah. I deserve to give myself something too, other than an education. Like I need something out of this. Is, you can't just spend your whole life doing one thing. I can't just spend every single day doing school shit because honestly, that's not helping me or anyone. So I took a day off every week. And again, my situation is lucky. I do not have children. I don't really have any connections that I have to worry about at any given time. Um, so I can do that and I am privileged for that, but I do it because I can, so I'm going to do it. So I do things for myself. Um, if I'm having a shit day, I'll be like, you know what? I'm done. I'm turning the shit off. We're playing the Sims for six hours, you know? Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. or I'll read a book that has absolutely nothing to do with anything I'm studying. Um, I, I, I went to Egypt and I took the shining with me. And when I didn't want to be an archeologist, I went to my room and read. And it was hard to get away because you're on a compound. So it's like everywhere you go, somebody's working. But like, I would just spend time on the roof or in my room just reading. And that was how I did something for myself. And sometimes that's all it's about is, it doesn't have to be a big deal. And also I definitely try to book vacations as often as I can. Mm -hmm. So at least like every three months I'd like to, even if it's just like 500 miles away, I'd like to go. Like, it doesn't have to be a big deal. I love that you're all about solo taking, you know, being shit. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I love me. See, this is what I'm talking about. A lot of people don't like to spend time with themselves because then they think about shit and they don't want to think about shit. I literally think about shit all the time. So it doesn't matter if I'm doing something or not. <laughs> so I'm going to take advantage of all the times I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, what else do you do? Like you go to the chiropractor too. I like, do though. I, oh yeah. Physically. Uh, yeah, physically, I have, I have, um, I have a regular doctor that I make sure I see regularly and get blood work done because my thyroid's jacked. So I make sure that I do that. I take vitamins and medication every single day. Some days I don't, and I can tell. Um, so I do whatever I can to remind myself to take that. <laughs> I do go to the chiropractor once every one or two weeks, depending. That's a new thing that I started because like, you know, you get old, once you hit 30, your body degrades, true story. I'm an osteologist. I'm telling you all about it right now. Once you hit 30, your body degrades. So I have to take care of it. I'm 38. Shit breaks down. Yep. You don't want to deal with it. You're going to suffer later. So just take care of it. So, you know, I get new pillows when I need them. I get a new mattress when I need it. Do things when you need to do them for you. Don't wait. Don't put it off. Don't think of yourself third deal with yourself first because unless you can do it for yourself you can't do shit for anyone else fucking robo <laughs> god damn i need the thing that is, you know you know what i you know what i do yeah. like not for me you know what i do in general in the world like you know how i am as a person yes you know that i'll drop my shit and run yes for something if, if somebody needs something i'll do it Money means nothing if it's going to help. Like, I just don't care about stuff. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make somebody's life a little bit better in some way or another. And I'm not saying that because I'm going to, you know, I'm a fucking amazing person. I'm saying that because that's just who I am. And it's because of the trauma I went through. It's because I saw what little things can do for somebody in the, at a bad time. And we need more of those people. So I am one. Yeah. 
So I do stuff for myself when I need to. And you need to do that for yourself too. Because if you do not, then you become a shit version of yourself and that person can't help anything. I cannot give you what I do not have to give. So, I mean, it took me a while to get to that point. I mean, I've seen big changes in you. And I've had changes with you too, because now I've heard you because I would be like, take it so offense. I'm like, why won't you come do this thing with me? I need you to be here. And I was like, oh <laughs> my God, so many of that. I mean, every, the thing is like people but see their know. world and they, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to, okay. So like the first, in, the first thing you deal with in life is you, it's you, you know, and then you have to deal with, a, with us as a family or us mm-hmm. as a group. Yep. So it's you becomes us and then us becomes we, and that's hard for people some people never get past us people are very selfish yeah some people aren't and they are very accepting of we and they know exactly what to do for other people i don't know i don't know where i land in that but i try to be on the we side of things i would say we yeah i try to be altruistic i try to do what's for the greater good most of the time and not in a weird creepy way um i don't know i i'm here for people who need it but I also recognize that that is a pattern that I cannot fall into easily because I do. And I will get too involved in a person's life. I was about to say that to you right now. I've seen big changes with that because you would show up so much on them that you would help everything. And I was there too. Yeah, you do the same thing. Same and thing. I mean, we would call each other out on it. We'd be like, yeah, oh, what are you doing? Yes. <laughs> and it's just what we are. And, and the thing is, I'm not expecting myself to be a different person, but I am aware that that is a, is a problem that that's not a problem it's a really beautiful thing that can turn into a fault for yourself agreed and sometimes you just have to keep tabs on yourself and not fall too far into it um you have to let other people live their lives make their choices and deal with their shit because if you constantly do it for them they're going to constantly expect it and you're not helping anybody by doing that then you're just adding to your own work so in reality, you, you need to help people, but to help them help themselves. Does that make sense? Yes. And some people are further along than that. You can't help them at all. Then you find somebody that can. <laughs> Agree. So, but it's ultimately up to ourselves. We have to choose ourselves to be like, I want to help myself until. You know, oh, yeah. Can. Oh, yes. If you're expecting other people to help you without helping yourself, you're never going to be helped. So you're just, yeah. if anything, you're just creating a bigger problem. <sighs> Uh, um, any advice on anyone that's like wanting to learn about themselves? I know it's not your thing, but I feel like you would say something really honest and real. I mean, take your time, I guess. Find something that makes sense for you. Don't get disappointed in shit not working out. Um, It's all about I mean, okay, I'm a scientist. So for me, it's all about experimentation. For me, it's all about trying things out, seeing how it works, replicating the process. If it is positive, then you know it works. And if you do something and you do it enough and it doesn't seem to be making you feel better or bringing you any joy, don't. that's not for you. If it makes you angry, it's not for you. So there's just, there's more out there than you expect there to be when it comes to doing stuff for yourself. There's different avenues, there's different things just, you know, test the waters, try shit out, do it for you. Have a good time. You know, don't, I like what you said with the numbing when you just numb yourself. So you don't want to deal with it. Like, yeah, yeah, I've definitely done that. 
some days some days it does come to that some days it really does and it's okay but that can't be like your Mm go-to situation um it's so much worse yeah and I definitely did it I did it for years me Um, too not because I chose to do it just because I didn't realize that I was doing it and you get so busy with your life that's like your your job and your family and you get so busy you don't have time to like sit back and be like the fuck is wrong with me today you don't have time like yep. capitalism is terrible. It has yes. forced us to have this unrealistic ideal day that we're not like, there is no unreal. There's no ideal anything. God, we shut down, we get sick. We end up in the hospital. All these things like shut us yes. down because we work. We're, not, we're working like we're not even fucking human anymore. We're fucking we're not. It's just a job. And it it is just a job. It yeah. is just it is just that. Stop. Yeah. Stop it. You're prioritizing the wrong things. And I, money obviously isn't, it's not your fault. Money is needed. Yeah. It's not anybody's fault for needing it or wanting it. You do need it. You do want it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is the way the world is. And unfortunately the problem is way up there and and no, nobody is going to be able to reach and fix that. Not by themselves, but (sighs) I don't know. There's just so much that's out there that's pressing down on us all the time. And it's hard to deal with that and be a positive individual. Some days you can't and that's okay. But you have to get up every day and try. Try something. Like just just try to deal with mess. You can be a mess during your day. Be a fucking mess. You don't want to get out of bed today? That's cool. Make sure that you do eventually want to get out of bed. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't you have know? to put on like, oh my god, I can't like put on the mask to go out in the world. No, wear the mask. No. Don't wear the mask. Don't do Just it. Don't do it. Just be you. I, you know, I dropped Just the mask you. about ten years ago, and some oh people are weirded out by it. Some people are real weird by it. It's all right. That's okay. Those aren't my people. <laughs> exactly. Those people are not there yet. Life you know, they're, they're not enough. that part of Mm-mm. the journey. Nope. It takes nope. a while. It's, I would never have taken the mask off in my twenties. Are you kidding me? I didn't even know I was wearing one. <laughs> <laughs> God, fucking truth. Yeah. Um, have you ever felt like my my work has been like too much emotionally for you? <laughs> I don't. I mean, yeah, I would be if I if I was there. Uh, I don't put myself in the position because I don't think it's it's not for me that it's too much. It's just too much of something that isn't effective for me. Mm. Like, like it's not that I don't want to connect with myself. I've all, I'm good. I've connected. We're tight. Uh, I don't have that. That is not my issue. Like there's some things that you do that are fantastic for people who need that, you know, who need to feel that. I don't think I do. I think I'm okay there. My issues are somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't connect with myself in that way. Like, I feel like my life has forced me to show up for myself since I was like six alone. And I've come to terms with myself and I've opened up myself and I'm honest about anything you want to be honest. I will not hold back. And I deserve that because I don't like to pretend anything and I don't want to wear that mask. I just, I don't, I don't think that that necessarily is something that I haven't done or have an issue with. And I'm not saying that it's not nice to meditate. I do it. Uh, I, I can do it. I just, I don't think that it would be as effective for me as it is for other people because of where I am in life, who I am. I just don't like, I feel like I could, I mean, look, here's the deal. I'll come, I'll show up. I'm not (laughs) against it. I'm all right with it. I just don't be 
like expectant of something that may never occur. I, you know, like, I don't want to be like, oh, you failed me. I didn't feel shit. Like somebody's trying to hypnotize me or something and it doesn't work. Like, I don't want to come to a class and be like, I don't feel like everybody else felt what's wrong with me or what's wrong with you. You know, I don't want anybody to feel bad because of something I did or didn't feel. Mm-mm. No, just come. <laughs> um, okay. I don't, but it's not like I do other things like that. That's not my lifestyle. I know. Yeah. And that's, that, that's where we're totally different. It's like, I'm like love and doing all these different things. And yeah. I and I think as emotions, I totally get it. Like I do. I just don't, I don't have them in the same way that other people necessarily do. I don't react in the same way that other people do. I don't necessarily, like, I could just be watching something that other people are crying because it's so beautiful. And I'm just like, I mean, I see it, but it's like, it doesn't affect me in the same way. Yeah. I think it'd be crazy for you to see it because you knew me when I was just like, I mean, there's everything you've seen me evolved in all these different ways, but to see what it actually looks like, and it may not have anything on you just be like, Oh, I mean, it's nice. It's nice. What I've seen is nice. It's a nice gesture. It's a nice way to be. It's a nice way to talk to people. It's a nice way to get people to talk about themselves. It's nice. It does positive, fantastic things. And that's awesome. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel about it. But I don't don't necessarily know that it's going to look the same for me. Hell no. It's not going to look like anything. That's the thing. It's like you're trying to put like, it's going to be like whatever it is for you. I like, think you're thinking that I don't know. I feel like you there's... to have this like aha moment with yourself and you may yeah. or you may not at all. And that's I, okay. I just feel like I'm so tight with myself that like I already had that moment and it was probably like on a beach somewhere. This by is myself. like this is like a detox. It's like emotional. Uh-huh. Poof, poof. That's it. Yeah. Right. But I never want to pressure you. No, like, it's not about, it's like, obviously I'm open. I'm not, not open. That would be ridiculous. I just didn't want you to have expectations. And then I'd have to put on a mask and say, it was amazing. If it's not, you know what I mean? Excuse me. I, you know, that's just how I feel like the world expects people to be. So nope, nope. And it wouldn't be a reflection of you at all. That's the thing. Like, I don't want you to feel like, like, bitch, it's not you. It's me. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. <laughs> It's before me. I would have been like <laughs> right right and like but I now, just don't like okay cool now yeah. well, I'm gonna okay. do a fire round what, what brings okay, you joy go. what brings you joy oh the wind the sound of wind I love it I wish it was windier here it brings me such joy it feels like a million tiny orgasms you know like wind chimes love it trees love it uh just the sound of wind blowing I think it's from living in Chicago it was just my favorite thing and just pretty, pretty the magical. super quietness of snow. Mm. Like you step outside and there's no even any birds around. So like, it's just, it absorbs sound. So it has this in, amazing quality of like, the, it's almost like you're in a void, like in space where there is no sound. Anyway, stuff like that. I like nature a lot. I mean, I'm not like a tree hugging person don't I, mean, I don't want you to be like right. oh this bitch and hippie uh, no I mean like she I do listen to the Grateful Dead I do but that's she not my fault <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm not against it but one time I got bark in my eye when I was a kid from climbing a tree and honestly I'm a little hesitant to touch them wait didn't you you did have a moment where you did hug the tree when we were on drugs <laughs> oh that's right yeah but you know drugs make you do weird shit <laughs> I also threw up and then was really okay with it so like, you know, stuff happens. 
god that was a good time though i did like that stuff that was pretty great (laughs) i wish drugs were like they were in the 90s man oh man i wouldn't i would never order ecstasy from an individual now order like how old am i i would never get ecstasy from somebody the crazy shit that i did back then how to get it oh my god i think the last time i tried it was i was at a fish concert this is not surprising i think i was 27 and I was, somebody handed me Molly and I was like, what the fuck is Molly? And they're like, have you ever had ecstasy? And I was like, bitch, have you? This isn't it. Um, <laughs> so I tried it and it was terrible. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't realize you were drinking. <laughs> A smoothie, so it's <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't looking. Um, yeah, so anyway, it's just not the way it was. I don't even know what it is now, but man, those were the good days. They really were. They really were. And, and not because like, oh, we were young and had nothing to worry about. It was just, we were young and had nothing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> and like, we paid our bills and did the shit we had to do, but then, you yeah. know, we also did this shit. And I wouldn't change that for the world. I am so glad that I had those experiences because I'm amazing. You're amazing. We're amazing people. And we needed all of that shit to become amazing. Fuck it, we did. I think. I mean, maybe not, but maybe we I still did, had a good time. Like, great time. I had great a great time. time. <laughs> Until I didn't, and then I just stopped doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, I that's like, that's no. also good. Now for I me. know when people are on, I'm like, oh, that's exactly what you're on. Like, right, you know exactly. On. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's some orange juice. Have a good time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, do you have like what brings you joy hmm. uh fucking dancing yeah dancing anytime like i'm dancing i really need to go take some hip-hop classes again yeah my hips you like are a lot more tighter i don't doubt it oh i mean this God, whole year has 40. done weird shit to all of us my, i try to move my body <laughs> you know what happens to that part of your body as you get older is uh it's well there's too many different things that happen but basically your bones start to kind of congeal so it's not the joints like, need to be you know but you do chiropractic work mm-hmm. but you know as you get older you can't help stenosis you can't help you know the marginal lipping occurring on I'm your vertebra it gets it gets in the way you got to keep moving gotta keep i'm not going to stop moving I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a still moving to 90s r&b like when we're 80 and 90 years old like it's still i hope so moving. i mean oh i do God. it fucking i probably don't dance as much as <sighs> you do but when i do i do like i really do i used to do it a lot more I feel like I've just, I'm on a different spectrum right now where I'm just like not dancing as much. Dancing, dancing. I think it depends on the music I'm listening to at the moment. Nature, the fucking sun, like, Mm -hmm. or rain too. It depends. So good. I go to sleep with it on my Mm -hmm. YouTube videos. Thunderstorms. I love thunder. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was a kid, I used to like jump up and down, like thinking that if I vibrated the floor, thunder would happen. I'm like, (laughs) what? What? watch this that's hilarious where that came in on kids the- are hilarious we're, i don't we know are. what they're thinking it's <laughs> like i'm gonna jump watch and then i was like what? there it is i was like let me do it again then i'll be like wait now wait till five anyways yeah you gotta count you gotta count <laughs> uh and uh having meaningful conversations i'm mm-hmm. not good with small talk small talk blows and i honestly as as a studier of human beings we are not meant to do small talk it's bullshit um we know what the weather is like we're also outside uh i don't care what you ate today it doesn't matter to me at all as long as we didn't eat it together it makes no difference yeah um i'm not gonna ask you you know i mean i might actually ask you how your family is doing but that's not small talk to me that's genuinely giving a shit yeah but there's certain things that i just don't 
I'm not going to do. I might ask you something incredibly uncomfortable for you because I just don't do small talk and my brain doesn't work that way. And then I'll be like, shit, that was a little too much, huh? Yeah, okay. (laughs) Sorry, you don't have to answer that. That happens a lot. Three more. What do you got? Um, what's your superpower? Oh, unrelenting patience for other people's bullshit. Hmm. Um, although as you get older, that changes. I think working in retail made that occur. Um, actually, no. Okay, it is sort of related. But my absolute superpower is being calm in extremely uncalm scenarios. Like the kitchen's on fire. Don't worry, I got this. Or the sink fucking explodes. It's cool, I'll get a bucket. Like, I just don't have it in me to freak the fuck out. Not like that. And maybe it's one of the many issues that I have, or maybe it's just the way my brain's wired. You could, we could go into that, but it's like, this is what it is. But like, genuinely, I'm really great to have in a terrible situation because I will make you feel less freaked out and I'll probably find a way to assist you. Mm -hmm. I just don't have that switch that's like, (laughs) I just, I don't have it. I, I don't fight or flight. I'm just like, nah, man, just chill. Just chill it'll be okay. We got this. And I've been in those situations. There, there was a kitchen fire incident. There was a sink explosion incident. These are not made up situations. These are real. Uh, yes. And they've all occurred and uh, others have occurred, but Incredible I just, humor. oh yeah, somebody got shot in Egypt. Yeah. That's right. So some, some of the situations are real severe and uh, I still am pretty chill the whole time. I'm good at that. I think I'm just good at diffusing. And you know why? It's because of it's because of how I grew up. It's because I saw crazy shit all the time. And actually, I don't like using the word crazy. I think it's again, it's using the wrong terminology, but it's just the way society is. It was wild that I witnessed so much shit when I was young that I can somehow now not freak out if an individual is shot in front of me. So I don't know if that's good, Mm. but I think it's come in handy on occasion. What's your superpower? Uh, Say my capacity to hold emotions for people. All right, that's cool. Like whatever they say, and I'm I'm very calm too. Like when there's a lot going on, like if Mm -hmm. something really happens, I'm like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is weird. I don't know where that came from. I mean, I do now, but like I used to be like my both of my parents are the exact opposite. Like if something happens, it is meltdown, freak out city. It is get overly excited and angry for no reason. Um, and I'm just over here like, no, we can do this totally normally. It's okay. We can do this. We can do this. Um, yeah. You'll get through it. It's just on you, how you feel like getting yep. through it. Uh, and also, I think that I have the uh, uh, capability of having, showing a mirror of what they need to see in themselves. Mm-hmm. And then- yeah, maybe. I don't know. Sure. That's, how, that's cool. I like the way that sounds. I think that you have definitely um, an ability to connect with with people um, that need that kind. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. I would agree with that. People that need it, like are looking for it or maybe not, maybe they don't even realize they need it. Yeah, yeah. It's just like- I've had people that are like, you are too much for me, you are too triggering. A year later, they're like, I'm ready for you now. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're triggering, it's probably because you're needed. (laughs) 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 I feel like that's a sign. I mean, yeah, I think there's always some things that you need to, 
even when you think you know, you may not know. So yeah. it never hurts to take a second look. Anyway. Favorite song to jam to? <laughs> There's a couple. Uh, it always changes like literally all the time. Um, I have to... <sighs> I think Eddie Money was a really uh, a great artist who was not looked at in his prime. I think "Take Me Home Tonight" Take is fucking the jam. Uh, there's a couple. There's a, but they're they're like all that kind of upbeat pop. Literally means nothing. Just feels good. Best. Just like driving in a car on the way to the beach, kind of music. Take these broken wings. Yeah, sure. Learn to fly. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I love music, and I think that there's appropriate built music this for city. <laughs> I mean, that is always good. <laughs> Unfortunately, I will never not laugh listening to it. Um, you have made it. You have improved it beyond any human measure, that song, in the past. And because of that, it is now just, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to listen to without telling everybody about it because it's so good. Please play this at my funeral. <laughs> I would. Nobody would understand it, but I would. Well, are you? You are sick. You are <laughs> sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would, though. I don't care. Yeah. I know. I know what it means. Yeah, there's a lot. Every, every, every song in Mannequin is a song that I like. <sighs> that i still listen to regularly um i don't know and then there's other songs like jerry garcia ripple that i can listen to and just everything's all right with the world so you know it's really dependent on my mood but there's so many i just love music so there's all kinds of different things prince every time there's a prince there's there, no matter what the issue is there's a prince song for you always i promise <laughs> you may not even know it uh you there is i promise Oh my god. Fucking thank you for doing this. Um, absolutely. This is great. It's fun to talk. Yeah. I, I don't mind. I enjoy um I enjoy this because like I said, growing up, I didn't really talk about myself or do anything or like related to myself. So I feel like there's a lot of things I never really said or talked about that probably should have been said or talked about. So I like doing this kind of stuff. Um I think that what we talked about was I don't know. We'll see. Like, I think it was really good for us to share what's going yeah. on. Yeah. I growing up, relatable. even though we grew up, literally grew up together. Um, I don't know. Like, I still feel like there's tons of shit that there's didn't come up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That there still is to talk about. There's still so much more. I'm going to have you on for like, we're going to have our own series. Oh, sweet. Yes. I want to talk about your bones. Not necessarily. Well, maybe your bones. Well, I mean, we can but... talk about mine too. Um, I, I don't mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're not the greatest. Oh my gosh. Uh, you guys, um, thank you for always being here. And I hope that this brings you some sort of comfort that we are all wounded humans and that you guys are still fucking amazing and really start taking care of yourselves because you yeah. are fucking worth it. You are. I mean, as long as you're not a dick, don't be a, don't be a dick. Be a dick but, but then I mean, if you're listening dick. to this, you're probably, probably not a dick. So you I feel are. like if you're surrounded with dicks, then there's probably, you have to mm, yeah. remove the dicks. Oh, please do that. And then, you know, assess the situation. <laughs> exactly. 
Do you, do you, you know, do you automatically feel like you're always the bad guy? Maybe you are. Mm. Take a look in that mirror at yourself. It's hard anyway, to look in the mirror, but it yeah. It is. And yes. I, you know, a lot of people don't want to do it, but it's going to make for a better society. It's better to know your truth. Yes. Regardless of what it looks like at the beginning. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me. This was Thank fun. You. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. No, it is. I, I mean, I'm a weirdo. I love talking about, you know, You're fucking amazing, stuff that weirdo. isn't small talk. This was not small talk. No. No. No, I would have dipped out. I know. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to hang up now. I'm, I okay. mean, I'm not hanging up on you, but I'm hanging right, up. Right, right, right. Yeah, I got it. I'm you guys, with uh, you. thank you so much for being here. Uh, love you guys always deeply uh, holding space for whatever you're going through and to really honor who you are as an individual because you're full of so many magical things that you may not even realize. I also want to mention a few things that are going on. I want to mention my class, my class in the Soul Diver community that I have going on. It's been incredible to create this platform for you guys, but if you guys feel called to work with me solo, you can get in contact with me through my website. I have a couple openings right now. They do fill up. They do fill up. It's such an, an honor to guide to guide you guys through your own awakening experience or also if you feel called to coming to my class I do all different types of themes there's different lengths of time in there you can also create your own theme on whatever you're going through it's a really really powerful experience we have themes from going from empowerment to being seen to stepping into your power to a cup of love letting go whatever you know is speak speaking to you there's so many themes that i do so keep an eye out for that and i also created um, a facebook private soul diver page so i will leave that in the show notes i would love for you guys to come be a part of the soul diving group there's going to be all these different things that i'm going to be offering i just want to connect with you guys more see you hear you and just be present with you And you can find all this through the show notes. You can reach out through me, through my website, or on my Instagram, Dylan at your time. It's about you guys. I'm here to help and just guide you guys to bring you, bring your, bring you closer to yourselves. And if it speaks to you, it means so much. If you guys had just a couple minutes to go over to Apple and leave a little review. I know you guys are listening and it would just mean the world to just leave a little review on what you're enjoying and what, what, what motions are coming up in you just being so real like oh you know this is what's coming up for me and sharing that all the emotions are absolutely welcomed here you guys are so deeply deeply seen heard and valued I support you guys so much so thank you guys so much and I, I look forward to meeting you and connecting with you